Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellows Show here. I am your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And uh, I'm just waiting for a best ball lobby to fill over on drafters.com. It's going to be a best ball draft, a 12-team best ball PPR. Uh, it's a $1.10 entry fee, so nothing serious, but it's the, the fun that uh, comes with it and just getting uh, used to these ADPs and kind of figuring out how I want to construct my rosters uh, when it comes time to actually draft. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just wait here a little bit. We got 9 of 12 people in it uh, at the moment, so when this uh, fills up, I'll, uh, I'll start the video back up in a bit. So we'll see you. All right, guys. So we are back here. <clears throat> I just had to wait maybe like 10 minutes. So I was just watching some uh, some old Game Pass stuff. Game Pass is still free, guys. So check that out on NFL.com. Uh, I was just watching the last uh, regular season game between the Giants and the Eagles. Wanted to watch some Boston Scott. Uh, so we'll get to that later. But uh, anyways, our draft's about to start here. This is my first time I'm getting the number one pick here. So that's kind of fun. Um, let me kind of just zoom in here. And uh, we'll start to set this up. Um, so yeah, we're on drafters.com. If you haven't used drafters.com or if you're looking for a new best ball site to use, I have a link for a promo code in the description below. It's uh, the fellow KGB, all lowercase, no spaces. Uh, if you use that promo code to sign up, you're going to get a 50% deposit bonus. So if you put uh, 50 bucks in, you're going to get uh, 25 bucks back. So go ahead and check that out. That's a good link. Good promo code. Good, uh, really fun drafters.com site so far. I'm through five drafts already. So this is my sixth draft with drafters.com. My first one, number one overall. So we'll see how that is. I haven't uh, had anything in the top three yet. So uh, this would be fun. I mean, I kind of have to take Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it's pretty foolish to try to do something different there. Um, so we're going to go ahead here and just start off with Christian McCaffrey. And that's good for us. I mean, just uh, best ball McCaffrey. Okay. Um, so we're just going to chill here. And then I'll kind of show you some of the features here on uh, – on this website here. I'm, you can actually, I, last night I tried uh, drafting on mobile for the first time and that went pretty smoothly. Uh, but I prefer, especially like since I'm doing a video podcast here to, uh, to do it on the desktop computer. So that's what we're doing today. We're not gonna pick here for a little while so I can kind of uh, go on a tangent here, but uh, opening up the draft lobby, it, uh, it's gonna tell you, you can also send like text message alerts to yourself if you're busy or doing something and you just wanna kind of check that out but they also have slow drafts available too which is like an email style draft where there's like a two or four hour timer um so that's more for people who don't have an, an hour or so to sit down this takes about an hour so bear with us uh for the video if you're still watching uh, go ahead uh, like the video if, you, if you're digging what we're putting out and uh subscribe to the fellowship we're going to be pumping out videos all summer and we're just trying to uh I don't know, with these best ball drafts, I'm really trying to just design as many different type of teams, and I'm trying to try new things every time and uh, get a feel for which, uh, I mean, since we have a first overall draft pick here, and, and you know you're drafting first in your draft, uh, this could be pretty helpful. So uh, I guess best ball drafts for me, I mean, mock drafts are fun and all. I'll probably do a couple more videos uh, for mock drafting using different sites, but a best ball draft, there's money on the line. So the the actual ADP is a little bit more for real. So I think these are the best way to kind of test your skills, which is, I mean, I highly recommend checking out drafters.com and uh, using that promo code. So uh, go ahead and uh, make sure you look into that. But I kind of just want to show you guys the interface here. So uh, if we're looking here, I have my roster tab on the side right here. And uh, that's going to scroll all the way down my 18 picks. 
Uh, you can filter here uh, and look at other people's teams. Uh, you're gonna have all of your available players in this queue right here. Uh, you can search for players, uh, first name, last name, whatever you need, or you can filter by team, which is kind of nice. And then you have these, uh, these positional tabs here. So if you wanted to look strictly at a position like tight end, you just hit the tight end button and it'll show you only tight ends. And uh, I mean, a good feature here too with the queue is say I'm, I'm gonna be picking and I'm looking down a little bit, but I wanna move, uh, say I wanna move Lamar Jackson up to the top of the list. You have these little buttons where you can slide players up down or you can move, I could, I could just move Lamar to the top of the list. Uh, I guess I hit Kenyon Drake, but you can, so you can filter your, your queue a little bit. You can also set up your rankings pre-draft um, so you're looking for guys that are, you know, you want to move up and, or down your list. Uh, so that's really helpful. Uh, again, there's a teams tab here where I can look at my team just a little bit bigger than on the right side roster tab. And then there's an info tab here, which is pretty useful. So we know we're going to be looking for one quarterback to start, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end and a flex. So that's, uh, that's eight, eight total starters. And then we're going to have uh, 10 bench players. So and then another thing down here is just all the passing, all the offensive scoring stats. We got four point passing touchdowns, minus two for interception. It's a PPR league, uh, one point reception there. Uh, pretty, pretty basic uh, settings here. We don't got to worry about kickers. You don't got to worry about defense. Uh, I don't know. I haven't played any best balls that do that. I, I try not to. Those are not my favorite positions. Um, and actually in my big best, uh, my favorite league that I, I, I'm the commission for is the Fantasy Fellowship League with a bunch of my friends back home. And this will be our, our um, this is year 11. Yeah, we started in 2010. So we're, we're, we are in year 11. We've been through a lot of stuff with, with changing the settings and all kinds of different rules. And uh, we finally, the last couple of years, we booted out kickers. We don't have defenses and we're super flex now. So that's a lot of fun. It, it's, it's just a highly concentrated on offense. And uh, the, the scoring is, is a big deal, man. They get pretty high scoring points and it's just a little bit more fun that way. And you don't have to, you don't got to worry about some kicker going out and banging five field goals against you and causing you to lose. So that's kind of nice. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I guess let's just keep looking here at the interface. They have this, it's a slider tab, which is this, it's basically the way you're viewing the draft board. And then we can click here table, which I think we're going to go to for the rest of the video. Uh, this video bar kind of fits nice up there. So we can look at the full layout of the draft board, which is kind of nice. And then it's got like a little scroll option. And then I still have all my buttons down here. Um, I mean, I can kind of move this around as I wish. So we'll kind of just move that up a little bit. But uh, yeah, drafters.com, go ahead and use that promo code. Uh, even if you want to just put $10 in and try things. Like I said, this this league only cost me $1.10. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to be doing a lot of these all summer. Um, I try to do at least one a day and just I'm, basically I'm just keeping track of ADP and uh, where the markets are for some of these players. Uh, a couple of things I've been noticing are, are, I mean, you look at here at, at pick number 11, we got Kenyon Drake. Uh, so a lot of people are digging Kenyon Drake in best ball leagues as a guy that can be a first round pick. He is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's the ninth uh, running back off the board. Um, and he's, for the most part, I've seen him go in a lot of the first rounds of these drafts. And I guess another guy too, that's been going higher and higher, uh, is Josh Jacobs here. I've seen him go as early as fifth. I've seen him go as early as sixth. 
And uh, Josh Jacobs is definitely one of those guys that I'm uh, now that I'm more conscious of getting own like like having a certain amount of shares of a player. It's just like you're buying stocks. I I, I want more Josh Jacobs shares going forward. Uh, I read a good article today uh, by Matt Waldman. Um, he writes the rookie scouting portfolio. If you haven't heard of that, um, he he looks at quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end, and puts out a publication of all the players going into the draft. And that's been a good tool for me the last few years. But anyways, <clears throat> he puts out a, a column at football guys called the gut check. And he wrote about players that he's higher on than most. And Josh Jacobs was one of his guys. And it's, he basically said, Josh Jacobs is not going to surprise him if he finishes as a top five, top six back. And a lot of that's dependent on pass catching. And he actually said he projected Josh Jacobs for 77 targets so we'll see if uh, I, I expect Josh Jacobs to get more targets. I have him more in the, the 45 to 50 range for targets with maybe, you know, 38, 40 receptions. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Josh Jacobs, man, he's definitely a guy to, uh, to keep an eye on. So uh, as we're, we're getting near here, I'm going to just do a recap. The first four picks were running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara. These are pretty, pretty standard. Um, sometimes you see Michael Thomas go above Kamara, but, uh, for the most part, you're looking at those four running backs like as a tier in themselves. And then Michael Thomas usually comes off the board as the fourth or fifth pick. Uh, and then we're going to see another little tier here of running backs. And sometimes Devontae Adams goes, but we got Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams, Miles Sanders, and Kenyon Drake. Uh, so very, I mean, running backs are going in the first and second round this year, guys, very heavy. Um, and then we see Julio Jones, Josh Jacobs, Travis Kelsey as high as 14. That's probably the highest I've seen him. Uh, Tyreek Hill, if you've watched the other videos that I posted, I'm a huge Tyreek Hill guy this year. So I'm trying to get as many shares of Tyreek as I can. Uh, Nick Chubb's a really good best ball running back. DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Jones, uh, Mike Evans, Austin Eckler, George Kittle, and Lamar Jackson. I did. Uh, this is my third draft of the day. I didn't record the other ones, but I did snag George Kittle twice. Uh, earlier today so I'm trying to build my George Kittle shares and seeing how I like uh, basically drafting a tight end early um, so we're up here with two picks we do have Christian McCaffrey to lean on and as I look here we're gonna first filter by running backs and see if anyone pops out we got Lenny Fournette Mark Ingram John Taylor I don't really care for these running backs we can wait and see what happens later um, so let's take a look here at we got 38 seconds at receiver I like Chris Godwin I like Kenny Galladay I like DJ Moore uh, I like Juju Smith-Schuster. I like Adam Thielen. I like a lot of these guys. And as far as tight ends, I, I don't think we want to go there. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is still lingering. So I haven't had the, the ability to draft Patrick Mahomes. So we're going to go ahead and do this. Uh, we're just going to snag. I mean, he's probably one of the favorites for MVP this year. And uh, now we don't really have to worry about quarterback until our final three, four picks. Um, so Pat Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, we probably have the number one running back and a good shot at the number one quarterback. So I'm feeling pretty good there. And then as far as best ball here, we're looking at Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay. I want to get a receiver. Uh, so Godwin is probably a top five guy. Kenny Galladay is a pretty good best ball receiver. Uh, DJ Moore is more of a, a, a redraft consistency PPR play. I do like Juju and I do like Adam Thielen down here. But I haven't really had the ability to draft a Kenny Galladay. Um, this is tough, but I think we're gonna go. We're gonna go with Chris Godwin. He was uh, wide receiver two last year, and if we look here, uh, his last few games, you know, if he didn't get uh, double digits, he, he usually ended up as a smash. 
So we took Chris Godwin, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. That's a really balanced start. So if you're looking for the possibility of a number one draft pick, this is the start you could possibly go with. Um, I mean, I probably would have taken Lamar Jackson if he was there too. So I'm okay with, with going really st uh, balanced to start this draft. One of each position besides tight end. And now we can, um, we can just start to add to our running back and receiving core the rest of the way. I think if I don't, if I don't hit on Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, I'm a, a big fan of waiting. I think the only way I take, I take a tight end here, uh, I guess after George Kittle or Kelsey is if, in this spot, especially is if Mark Andrews is going to fall to me. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. But as you see, Kenny Galladay, DJ Morgo off the board, Todd Gurley, um, but a couple, I guess a couple other receivers in this area, uh, as far as the third round that I see as being smashes. Uh, I mean, Odell Beckham's a decent uh, best ball pick, but I think I would prefer a guy like Allen Robinson. I definitely like Juju Smith-Schuster, and I love Adam Thielen. Uh, let me just uh, show you guys a sneak peek of, the pr of my projection column that I've been, uh, I've been working on pretty hard. And by the way, uh, rankings, and like, rankings are up on my website, thefantasyfellowship.com. I have uh, all your leagues, PPR, half PPR, and uh, standard uh, projection rankings up there. So you can check that out if you need something to look at. But here, we're looking at my actual Google Sheets file where I have uh, my individual rankings tabs down here. And we see we got the number four receiver on my board with Chris Godwin. So we're feeling pretty good there. Uh, I'm just going to steal it. It's Friday night. We're just drinking the, some cold brews. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so I'm just drinking a, um, one of our local brewers here. It's called Good City Brewery. Pretty good spot. They got a really nice shop right outside the new Milwaukee Bucks Stadium. So if you ever come for the area, you'll have to try a Good City beer. But uh, yeah, Chris Godwin, number four on my rankings. And then I do have Adam Thielen coming in at number six. I just think the volume that he's going to receive, man, he's going he's gonna to basically go back to what he was, you know, 2017, 2018, where he's that alpha uh, potential top five receiver. Uh, Stefan Diggs gone. I know the rookie Justin Jefferson's coming in, but I, I, I mean, the trust with Thielen for Kirk Cousins is, is going to be uh, very, very good this year. I, I have a very good feeling about him being high in targets, receptions, yards, and probably leading the team. He's going to lead the team in touchdowns as long as, as Thielen's healthy. So I like that. But then you see, like, I have Kenny Galladay down here as my wide receiver 13. I like Kenny Galladay, but I guess in a like he's the definition of a best ball receiver. Um, so I, I totally get wanting to take him here, but I, I ended up getting my fourth receiver off the board. So uh, as we enter round four, I'm just going to recap here. We started with Chris Godwin at the top of round three, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley's been going higher now that I've seen him pass his physical in Atlanta. Uh, Zach Ertz, round three, Lenny Fournette, Odell Beckham, Adam Thielen. That's a, that's probably my favorite pick of this round besides Godwin, of course. But uh, then Clyde Edwards, E-Laire, Allen Robinson, that's a really good pick. And Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, finished the third round. So uh, some teams that stick out here, especially like this number 10 guy. I mean, he took a running back in Miles Sanders with his first pick. I probably would have taken Josh Jacobs or Nick Chubb ahead of them. Uh, but I, I, in a best ball league, you, you got to like what Sanders can do. He blows up from time to time. Uh, but the picks of Tyreek Hill and Allen Robinson, if I'm sitting in the 10 spot, that's like my most optimum uh, layout of receivers there. So, I mean, he, he could have taken Adam Thielen. 
uh, if you wanted to, if you fell at 34, but to get Tyree Kill and Allen Robinson, if we look at my projections real quick, these are these are all fringe top five guys. So you're going to see a couple guys here on my list that we're going to be targeting uh, at our turn. A guy like Robert Woods deserves uh, that shot. Um, Amari Cooper's in that tier. Tyler Lockett. Uh, a couple other guys make my you know interest there. But uh, I don't know. We're going to see what happens. Uh, and for the most part, I think we're going to be we're going to try to get a running back. But we see running backs are starting to go here. Maybe Melvin Gordon falls to us. I like him for touchdowns in a best ball league. But uh, like I said here, we're at the start of round four, we get Chris Carson, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, DeAndre Swift. That's pretty high for Swift. This guy's liking the rookie running backs we see. But uh, Le'Veon Bell. So midway through the fourth, running backs are the predominant green color here, as you see. And uh, yeah, we're going to, I don't know, let's start to, to look at who's available here. I, I did say I, I'm kind of interested in Mark Andrews. If he were to fall to us, uh, let's just pull up my tight end rankings real quick. Uh, I got Mark Andrews as tight end three. I have him with about 210 points. I mean, he's definitely behind Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. But after that, I kind of see this tier of three tight ends being Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, and Dan Darren Waller. Uh, these guys are presenting value. But if I go ahead and I filter here by, I have a tab that says flex. And if I, if I filter by flex, we're not going to see, uh, I mean, George Kittle's down here at 43 overall. And then we're not going to see, Mark Andrews until 53 overall. So when I'm picking at, I mean, 48 and 49, um, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where Mark Andrews should go is, is the, the turn of the fourth and fifth round. So I might be interested in him. Um, I do have a couple other guys a little bit higher. I mean, a guy like uh, Terry McLaurin's the definition of a best baller. Um, maybe Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf might pique our interest here. But we do see here Mark Andrews gets off the board, so we don't got to worry about him. And uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of enjoying the moment here. I love to draft. I'm not really going to think too much when I'm drafting these players. I just want to make sure I get good players. And uh, I don't know. Once we get to a point where we kind of have our core set in, that's where we're going to start throwing in the sleepers and, and basically covering holes uh, within our roster. But we got to really, I mean, running back, quarterback, wide receiver, we're looking, you know, pretty balanced here. So we can kind of do whatever we want. So we're in a position to take best available player. It's not like we're um, we're ignoring one position altogether besides tight end right now. So uh, we'll, we'll hammer the tight ends later. But as we get closer here, we did miss out on Robert Woods, unfortunately. A.J. Brown's an awesome best ball pick. I want to get some more shares of him um, in my ownership. But then you got Mark Ingram here. Uh, we are on deck. And we are on the clock. Stefan Diggs goes. So uh, best overall, I have Devontae Parker. I don't know if I'm into that. A lot of people like Calvin Ridley here. I might be into that. But we see if we filter here, running backs are the hottest commodity uh, in fantasy football. And I think Melvin Gordon's probably the best one available of the group. So I think, I mean, Melvin Gordon just scores touchdowns. He's going to get, uh, he's the alpha already in Denver. He's going to step in over Phil Lindsay. So we're going to go ahead here and take Melvin Gordon. Uh, I'm just going to let the clock, the clock run out a little bit. Um, I might even put Melvin Gordon towards the top of the list here. So just auto picks. Um, but I want to take the next 20 seconds or so and start looking for a wide receiver. I think it's between Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, and Terry McLaurin. Those are the guys that I'm looking at right now. Uh, I do like Cortland Sutton. I like DJ Chark. I mean, these are all best ball players um, as we just take Melvin Gordon right here. So we want to take... 
I mean, Darren Waller is the last of the good tight ends available. Which is, I mean, we already got quarterback, so we, we're, we're really good there. Um, I'm just trying to look here and see if anybody else piques my interest. I think running back, we're okay with Melvin and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but as far as receiver, I'm torn because I, I have Lockett very high. I have Ridley very high, and I have McLaurin very high. If I look quick at my rankings, I mean, I got Tyler Lockett at wide receiver 14, McLaurin wide receiver 18, and Ridley wide receiver 20. I guess if I stick to my rankings, you know, Tyler Lockett's the guy at 248 pick or points. But I mean, Terry McLaurin's only five and a half points behind him. So I, I'm going to I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin just because he's he's the best ball. He's more of a best ball pick where he's. Uh, Tyler Lockett blows up from time to time. But the thing about Terry McLaurin is he has really nobody else to compete with him on targets, receptions. Like he's going to be the guy that the offense runs through. I know they have Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson, but when they're passing, a lot of these pass plays are going to be all about Terry McLaurin. And it sounds like Terry's going to be running in the slot a little bit more this year. So that has me excited um, because he's got the ability to increase his reception total. So if he's going to get the number one targets on a team, a team that's going to be bad in a lot of bad game scripts, like the Washington Redskins might only win four or five games this year. And that's totally fine. Uh, which means they're just going to be passing the ball a lot. So I could have taken a guy like Tyler Lockett, but I think DK Metcalf is going to be a threat to a lot of his touchdowns this year. I could have taken a guy like Calvin Ridley, but we know Julio Jones is there. So with my mind of thinking here is I did have Tyler Lockett in, in ahead of McLaurin in my rankings, but because this is a best ball league, I just think, I mean, let's just pull up uh, what, what old Terry McLaurin did um, in 2019. So I'm just going to type in, uh, this is one way I search for things is I just type in the player's name and you just add FF today. And then uh, it's going to bring you to their stat page and you can just, you know, filter by PPR here. So we see Terry McLaurin. Um, he had a lot of double digit games, a couple games with 7.9, 9.9. So these are games that I, I could get away with if that's his bad game, you know, that's fine. But it's these 23 and a half, 26, the 24. Uh, we see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight double digit games out of 14. Um, and this is, I mean, his rookie year. I think Darius Slay's on the record, uh, you know, cornerback of formerly of Detroit Lions. He's on record saying Terry McLaurin's one of the toughest receivers that he's faced uh, last year. So I like that. But uh, I guess let's recap here. If you can see, basically from pick 43 to 53, we see eight receivers go off the board. So you can you can tell that the, the trend right now is to go running back early and then start pounding these receivers in the fourth, fifth round. Uh, so Keenan Allen and A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Mark Ingram, Stephon Diggs, Melvin Gordon, Terry McLaurin, T.Y. Hilton, Devontae Parker, Ty, uh, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, uh, Kyler Murray off the board here and DJ Chark. So a huge run of wide receivers here in the fourth, fifth round. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on, man. A lot of people are liking this, these early running back starts. Uh, kind of interesting though, this is like only one team went running back, running back to start. Everybody else decided to split it up. And we don't see a single wide receiver, wide receiver start, which is, you know, that used to be a pretty big trend uh, the last few years. But it's, it's apparent that basically if you look at this every team has a running back within the first two rounds so I 
I mean, that's that's just a sign of the times right now. We're in a we're in a period of, of football where these stud running backs are going to dominate the first half of the draft. And then, I mean, there's just so many wide receivers as teams run three and four wide receiver sets now that there's going to be tons of value at receiver as we go on. So we're sitting with, with Christian McCaffrey, who's an RB1. I got Melvin Gordon as a steady RB2. Um, you know, he's going to be somewhere in that 16 to 20 range, I think. Depends really on, you know, if, if, Phil, if for Melvin Gordon to hit as an RB1, I think it would take a, a Philip Lindsay injury. But I think Melvin Gordon's got touchdown upside, so we like that. He's, he's kind of the last of the, of the stud running backs. As you see, everyone kind of zigged and went receiver after I took Gordon. Um, so Gordon kind of ends the run on running backs in the fourth round. Um, so I don't know. As, as we get into the fifth round here, we'll keep moving on. We got David Johnson with Houston at pick 56. We see Darren Waller go at 57, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert. So these running backs are starting to pick back up again in the fifth round. Um, and those are going to dry up the quickest, of course, because everybody hit them early. So we, we're going to have to start targeting some guys that we think can fill in. And after like the fifth round, I start to look towards PP. Like there's two features that I look for in running backs in best ball leagues is do they catch passes and do they, are they going to run for touchdowns? Um, those are my two basically criteria that I look for uh, to make sure I get a decent best ball pick. So uh, like I said, we're not going to, I mean, we're not going to reach for anybody. We're going to just take guys that we, we think, you know, present a lot of value at that spot. So we're starting to see a run here on receivers, Cortland Sutton, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel uh, in the early sixties here. Uh, I'm just going to start filtering. I mean, we got Pat Mahomes, so I don't really need to look at quarterback until later. So, uh, but as we see Russell Wilson still lingering in the six, that looks like some good value. Uh, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson in the six, that's some decent value. Uh, if we look at running back real quick, a lot of people are, are coming on to Damian Williams lately in a best ball league because, I mean, Clyde Edwards, Delaire, as good as he is, he's still a rookie. And we think the Chiefs are going to be mixing both guys on the field. So, He's an interesting guy. It's a good offense. If anything happens to Clyde, uh, Damian's going to get the lion's share of the workload. So carry uh, on Johnson, same thing with him. I like DeAndre Swift. You think he's more talented, but we could see carry on Johnson be used more as a pass catcher this year. And one that, I mean, that's going to save him, you know, from getting hit a lot if they kind of put him into a role where he's not, you know, getting 15, 20 touches, if they just get him 10 to 15 concentrated touches, I think that might be the way to use carry on Johnson. And like, if you've seen some of my other videos, I'm, I'm huge into the Detroit Lions offense this year. So uh, carry on's an interesting guy. Marlon Mack, Darius Geis, Ronald Jones is growing on me. I have a problem uh, with Ronald Jones falling so far. Uh, if we look at Bruce Arians' offenses, I mean, with Pittsburgh and with Arizona, it, he, the first year with both of those teams, Pittsburgh and the Cardinals, he didn't, he deployed, a running back by committee system, but by the second year in that system, like he kind of uses, uses it as like a trial year that first year. And then the second year, he basically just unleashed David Johnson. And then with Pittsburgh, he unleashed Rashard Mendenhall. Um, so I have a feeling as good as Keyshawn Vaughn can be. I mean, I, I've just seen so much good tape on Ronald Jones running the football and it looks like Ronald Jones is applying himself. Uh, a lot this off season. So he's, he's working hard to make sure that he gets uh, his touches. 
So we're on deck right now. We see AJ Green. I guess we see Russell Wilson, J.K. Dobbins, Kareem Hunt go. Those are guys that we wish we could have had. Uh, but A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, Cam Akers, uh, Damian Williams, and we are sitting on deck. I'm really not that interested in any of these running backs right here. I think we might zig and look at receivers. Uh, tight ends, I'm not, I'm not paying for a tight end right now. But as far as wide receivers, um, like I said, I've done five of these drafts before. Um, this is number six, and five out of five times I've ended up taking a receiver that's still on this list. And I, I don't think that's going to change. And we are going to take Michael Gallup here. I mean, just look at this man's this uh, he, he blew up last year and he's going under the radar uh, because CD Lamb's going to be there and getting a lot more attention than him. Uh, but I mean, last week of the year, five, five for 98 and three touchdowns. So Michael Gallup has been on all of my teams so far. Terry McLaurin's growing a lot on my teams. And so is my Chris Godwin shares. Uh, but uh yeah, man, we're rolling out Godwin, McLaurin, and Gallup. So someone's popping off every week. Um, so I'm feeling good about that. If we look quick at running backs, I do like some of these guys, but no one sticks out more than the other. I think I can find value. We know Christian McCaffrey is going to be starting for us every week, and I think Melvin Gordon's got a good shot. So we really don't need too many guys to compete for spots there. But, uh, I mean, a guy like Marquise Brown super intrigues me. A guy like Marvin Jones Jr. super intrigues me. Um, so what we're going to do here is, I mean, I wish I can get Marvin Jones, but I'm going to increase my Marquise Brown shares and uh, we'll get to him in a second. I'll, I just got to be right back. I got to do something. So we are cruising. We are entering the mid seventh round. Uh, let's recap what we are looking at right now. I'm just going to filter here by my team tab. We started with Christian McCaffrey. Second round, we grabbed at the turn, we grabbed Patrick Mahomes and Chris Godwin. Uh, feel super confident in all three of those guys. They're all going to be top five players at their position, hopefully. So we'll see if uh, if the balance starts going to pay off for us with the number one pick. But after that, I go on a little receiver spree. I guess we did snag Melvin Gordon in the fourth round at pick number 48. I think he's going to score touchdowns. He's been a good touchdown player uh, with, with, I wanted to say San Diego, but it's L.A. So he's been a touchdown productive player for the last few years. So we got our RB2 in here with McCaffrey. And then I went on a little receiver spree after that with Terry McLaurin, who's he's the definition of a best baller. Michael Gallup also fits the bill as the definition of a best baller. And Marquise Brown, best baller. Let's just take a look at some of these guys' uh, game logs, and I'll kind of explain why I'm into some of these players. <clears throat> but if we look here, we filter by PPR. We're going to see uh, Michael Gallup down here at wide receiver 24. We're going to see... Terry McLaurin at wide receiver 28. And I think Marquise Brown, uh, he was injured last year. He played on like a bum, a bum leg last year, only 14 games, and he was wide receiver 46. So we got a chip in that Ravens offense, which is super exciting. But this Michael Gallup play, he's one of my favorite picks uh, in the sixth round. If we look at his, his game log here, you're going to see a 22.8, a 24.3, a 23.8, and a 32.8. Those are four huge games. And then, I mean, besides those games where we know he's going to, you know, score for our lineup, he puts in a 12.8, an 11.3, a 17.6, a 19.6, and a 14.8. So he's going to be scoring for us a lot. And if he's, <clears throat> I mean, a bad game for him looks like four for 55 or three for 63, 
we're totally okay with those nine-point games. That still might make the lineup. So we like Michael Gallup as one of our <clears throat> core receiving options. Uh, we did look at Terry McLaurin earlier, but let's just take a look at Marquise Brown. And I'm going to explain why I think he's got more to offer this year, especially in a best ball league. So let's just count his double-digit touch uh, points game. So he had one, two, three, four, five, six, and then one in the playoffs. So we're going to count six out of 14 games as he would have started for our lineup. And then in the other games, you know, he had some low numbers. Basically, everything was eight points or lower. So I would bet on Marquise Brown improving, being healthier in his second year. We got Lamar Jackson in his third year. Uh, maybe best case scenario is we get eight to 10 double digit games and a few bangers in there. If you see, we got a 30.7, a 21.2, and he did put up a 19.6. This is the playoff game that I'm probably going to uh, watch it on the TV behind me this evening, uh, this Tennessee uh, playoff loss for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. But we see seven receptions, 126 yards on 11 targets, 18 yards per reception. Oh, baby. So that that's why, I mean, Marquise Brown, man, I've got a pretty good feeling that uh, every week, either Godwin, McLaurin, or Gallup, or Brown, one of these guys get, has the potential to hit a 30-point game, and then the rest of the guys, if they can you know, manage to get a 10, 15, or a 20, I feel pretty good that we have our bases covered with those guys. So I'm liking the receivers, and we're probably going to start zigging towards running backs now. We're going to look at some of the guys that I like as running back sleepers, as you know, more PPR backs, guys that I think um, maybe they're not reliable week to week, but in the definition of a best ball league, we're looking at some guys that can get double digits, you know, maybe half of the time that they're playing. So, um, but we're just going to recap here. We'll start with Marquise Brown here at the, the start of round seven. Uh, we see Josh Allen. Uh, on Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Julian Edelman, Darius Geis, Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, Deshaun Watson, Keyshawn Vaughn, Christian Kirk, and then Tyler Higby. So we see that Tyler Higby is basically the cue that tight ends are about to start going off the board. Um, he's he's kind of one of the favorite picks outside of the top five. Um, you know, I guess the consensus top five picks being uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Andrews, and Waller. Like those guys are kind of in a tier of themselves. And then you start to see these guys like Tyler Higby. When Tyler Higby goes, that's when you know that people are starting to think about snagging a tight end. So if you want one of these top end tight ends, but not in the top five, whenever you see Higby go, that's going to be the ear cue. Uh, so we're cruising around here in the eighth round. We got James White, Marlon Mack, Deontay Johnson. I need to get some shares of Deontay Johnson. CeeDee Lamb also is a guy that I want to get some more shares of. Uh, but Evan Ingram, Ronald Jones. I'm just going to catch my breath here and take a sip of this uh, this cold brew. And yeah, man, it's uh, Friday, June 12th. I just want to say, if you're listening, watching, please uh, don't forget to like, comment the video, subscribe. Um, if you're digging any of the content I've been putting out, I've been, I've been going hard and putting out a lot of team previews. Uh, I'm going to be working on a lot of these best ball mock draft videos. And once I knock out the team previews, I think I'm going to start to open up my projection uh, model and we'll start doing individual team projection videos. So I, I got a, I got a busy summer and I'm just super excited to do this. If you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at the fellow KGB. Uh, what's cool is uh, I've seen a surge in, in Twitter followers lately and uh, we're just approaching 300. So I'm stuck at 299. So if you could be a dude or a girl, be a dudette, whatever you got to be, 
I'm looking for uh, to get over 300. So uh, go ahead and follow me at the fellow KGB. Uh, I got links to the Fantasy Fellowship and the YouTube channel, and I tweet a lot of good shit, people. So check it out, man. I, I mean, I'm I'm I love this fantasy football stuff, and uh, I, I like to write and make videos. So uh, go ahead and follow us, subscribe if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple, iTunes, Google. If you could leave us a review, that would be great. I look for, I look forward to the some of the reviews or or uh, ratings that you could leave for us. But uh, anyways, enough of the promo stuff. We, we got an eighth, eighth round pick here and a ninth round pick. I did miss on Marvin Jones. I missed on Tariq Cohn. Those are guys that I would have taken. So we're looking here. Let's filter by running back. Philip Lindsay. That might actually be a nice move to pair with Melvin Gordon. I'm kind of I'm into that uh, at receiver here. No one's really sticking out. Man, Philip Lindsay's making me think really hard. I haven't had any Hayden Hurst shares. I'm into Hayden Hurst, and we don't have a tight end, and we got 15 seconds to think, think, think. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna settle on snagging Philip Lindsay here and locking down uh, the Denver backfield as our RB two situation. I think. I mean, just I think about it. Denver Broncos, man, they got a good defense, and they got a they got Drew Locke, and a young, he's a young QB. They're going to run the ball as much as they can. So we basically just secured ourselves of RB2 production out of Lindsey and Melvin Gordon. So I'm feeling pretty good there. And if we can add anyone with our, I guess, our wide receiver two here, no one's really sticking out. I do want to get invested into the Emmanuel Sanders uh, a little bit more. I think he's a good pick. Jared Cook's also a good pick here. But like I said, I think with our next turn, we could target tight ends. Um, so like I said, I keep saying that I need to stop saying that I'm trying to get better people. Um, but anyways, we're good at running back for now. I would like to snag one more wide receiver and I think it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders. And I'm going to talk about my guy, Matt Waldman a little bit more. Um, he posted an article and if you go to footballguys.com and you create an account there, all of their content is free right now. They also have a free newsletter you can sign up to where they email, you know, they send out a couple emails every day where they have news and notes and links to other kinds of content on their page. But eventually their paywall is going to go up, but that email is always free. It always has tons of information and news on it. And uh, anyways, Matt Waldman, he, he writes for footballguys.com. And he also creates the RSP rookie scouting portfolio publication, but he, he put out an article of talking about players that he's much higher on than other people. And I looked at his rankings and he's got miles or Emmanuel Sanders as a wide receiver one, a wide receiver one, man. Um, let's even, I'll even kind of show you guys here. Let's hop into a screen share. Sorry. We're going to hop into a screen share. I got football guys on one of my tabs here and uh, this is their website. We're just going to zoom in a tad and we're going to, uh, down here, you're gonna find their hot links for their rankings. And you can filter by whatever you need. They got Dynasty, all these best ball stuff. Uh, but we're gonna just filter PPR redraft. And they have the names of all the guys that put their rankings out. So we see Matt Waldman here. And uh, if, we, if we just filter by position at wide receiver, we'll hit go. And then we're gonna you know, just click on Matt Waldman's arrow and you're going to see Emmanuel Sanders here at wide receiver 10. Holy crap. 
I mean, think about this. Drew Brees, that offense, they're going to throw the ball 600 times. Uh, I mean, they they throw for almost 30 touchdowns every year. Michael Thomas destroyed teams last year all by himself. Now think about who else they had to throw the ball to last year besides Michael Thomas. It was Jared Cook when he was healthy and Alvin Kamara. Outside of that, I mean, we're talking Ted Ginn, Traquan Smith, like Keith Kirkwood, like nothing really substantial there besides Michael Thomas at receiver, Jared Cook, and Alvin Kamara. So Sanders is going to be stepping into a role where teams know that, hey, we got to stop Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Emmanuel Sanders, as savvy as a route runner as he is, and he's a wily veteran, I mean, in a best ball league, I think we could see Sanders have some really, really big games as teams, you know, they're going to try to take out Michael Thomas and Kamara this year. So Sanders might be the guy that's running loose and uh, wreaking havoc on some people for a few games this year. So I like Michael Thomas, but I like Emmanuel Sanders at his value. I mean, Thomas is still going to eat, but uh, he's going to draw a lot of a lot of coverage and a lot of attention. So Sanders, Jared Cook, like these are all guys that, I mean, if Jared Cook falls to us, we're probably going to snag Jared Cook here. But um, I did say we're going to start to target tight ends here now. I like to wait. If I don't, like I said, if I don't get Travis Kelsey or George Kittle early, I'm looking at snagging a tight end at, uh, you know, no earlier than the, the double-digit round. So round 10 is usually my signal cue uh, where I start to target some of my favorite tight ends. So we'll start to look at those guys in a bit. But I would just like to recap round nine. We started with Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Hayden Hurst. I'm super interested in Hayden Hurst. He's going to be a guy that I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, eventually. Uh, but then you get Hunter Henry, Sony Michelle, Matt Ryan in the ninth round. Holy crap. Uh, Darius Slayton, good best ball receiver. Sterling Shepard, Jerry Judy, Jamison Crowder, Rob Gronkowski. Perfect tight end for best ball leagues. Carson Wentz, Drew Brees, uh, and that concludes round nine. So we're rolling here. Round 10, Robbie Anderson, Matt Breida, Henry Rubs, Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones. Quarterbacks are starting to go. Uh, it's, everything's kind of starting to level off here, and we're seeing a mixture of all positions. No one's really hitting anything anymore. It's kind of just about filling out your roster. Uh, so I'm just going to take another uh, a drink of cold brew. And we're going to get ready for two picks here. We see Alexander Madison go round 10 with the Dalvin Cook holdout lurking. We'll have more information on that. I did. I mean, I think I have one or two shares of Alexander Madison. Uh, I do like him as a player. So we'll see if we can get more invested in him uh, as we do more of these. And I'm going to do, uh, if, if you're liking this video, let me know in the comments uh, things I could be doing better. I'm, I'm open for suggestions, advice, anything you want to look at. Uh, we can talk more about, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm new to this, and I want to just keep making things. So I'm gonna be keep. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep pumping out content all summer, and uh, we'll see how much better things get. But I'm kind of just telling you guys what I like to look for, players that I'm interested in, kind of why I'm taking players at the positions that I'm taking. Um, I will be doing mock drafts. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to line up some guests for some of these videos. I know I do. I pretty much I'm doing all these videos by myself right now, um, but I'm trying to line up some guests for you guys. Um, I just no one really has as open as a schedule as I do. So I go to work. I sit on Twitter all day and I'm, I'm typing and creating a website while I'm working. So um, things are going pretty smooth. But anyways, we're almost up to pick. 
let's start to look around and see what value presents itself. Um, running backs, Jordan Howard, interesting. Duke Johnson, interesting. Uh, I read some good stuff on Justin Jackson, Boston Scott today. Uh, receivers. Mm -hmm. I'm, I have a huge crush on Miko Hardman, and I don't think Miko Hardman's going to get there for us. Uh, but I did say I, I would like to hammer the tight ends. So the target here, and it's going to be all summer, it's Blake Jarwin, guys. Get ready for the Blake Jarwin train that I'm driving. I'm going to get into it a little bit more. I'm hoping he does get, get sniped here. Uh, I could potentially take another tight end here since we're going to be shy, and we might actually do that. But I, I'm kind of mad we missed out on Jared Cook. Uh, but the thing about Blake Jarwin, it, I mean, I guess I got football guys rankings up here, so I might as well pull them up. But the consensus with with Blake Jarwin is he's, I mean, he's kind of low on this average. But my guy Matt Waldman, he's got Blake Jarwin as a tight end twelve. He's also got Dallas Goddard up here. Uh, Blake Jarwin's going to have a ton of opportunity this year in an offense that's going to throw the ball six hundred times, and it's got three stud wide receivers to get the ball to. No one's going to be paying attention to Blake Jarwin and Jason Witten's gone. Blake Jarwin's going to step into 80 plus targets this year. And uh, he's, he's just a very good yards after catch runner. Uh, he can do everything. He's not as good as a blocker as Jason Witten, but he profiles very similar to a young Jason Witten. And uh, he's had success with Dak in the last few years. So I'm super excited about uh, what he can do. Um, but Running backs, I don't know if I want to pull a trigger on a running back yet. I kind of think we're just going to lock down the tight end the tight end room, and we're going to take our guy Dallas Goddard here. And I guess the next few minutes, I'm going to just rave about my young tight ends, Blake Jarwin and Dallas Goddard. Uh, so let's, let's just uh, do a, a Dallas Goddard FF Today search. He's, the, he's pretty much the, the number two target in the Philadelphia offense. I know the receivers have struggled there recently and same with like, I mean, Zach Ertz is a good player and he's, he's, he just doesn't offer much more than I guess Goddard. I think Goddard's catching up to him at this point. So if we look at what happened last year, this team, the leading receiver had 73 targets. The tight ends had 135 and 87 targets. That's a whopping 222 targets to the tight ends. So Carson Wentz is extremely good with the tight ends. I love that. And then, I mean, we think about the receivers that I have this year. It's Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. Those two guys will not play a full 16-game season. The, the best raw, uh, receiver to target on this team is a rookie, Jalen Reger. So I'm really not optimistic about the receivers again in this offense. I think it's going to run through the tight ends. Zach Ertz, 88 catches, 135 targets last year, 916 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, but Dallas Goddard, with 87 targets, he had 58 catches, 607 yards. He had a little tick more than uh, um, Zach Ertz in yards per catch. And then he had five touchdowns to Ertz's six. So I'm seeing Goddard slowly. Ertz is up here. Goddard is slowly starting to catch him. And these two are going to start leveling off a little bit as I think this team is going to run towards more of a two tight end set. And then if you look at what Goddard did at the end of the season, uh, we're going to go here to his FF today. Uh, basically from week seven on, you look at what Dallas Goddard did and he, this man was double digits all but two games. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
nine out of 11 games in double digits. And the two games that he did not get double digits, his worst game was 7.1. So Dallas Goddard, super steady. You can get him as like a, a tight end two price. And that's what we bought him as. But I mean, I think this is like a, basically he's looking at similar 87, 85, 90 targets this year. He's probably going to almost hit 60 receptions and he's a 600 to 700 yard tight end. Uh, super excited about Goddard. And if anything happens to Ertz, Goddard, can, he's got top five tight end upside where he's going to smash over a hundred targets. Uh, he could flirt with 800, 900 yards. So not only does Goddard have value alone, but if anything happens to Ertz, you're going to, he's in, it's like shoots and ladders where he's a guy that would just shoot up the board and we're going to probably rank him as a top five, top six tight end every weekend. So now I kind of need to get into Blake Jarwin a little bit. And Blake Jarwin is at the moment right now, he is the tight end that just keeps winding up on all of my teams. And I have to tell people, my friends, like, yo, Blake Jarwin is coming, he's coming. And I've been talking about Blake Jarwin for a while now. But let's just look at what he did last year. 41 targets, 31 receptions, 365 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, roughly 5.3 points per game. That's fine. We're just going to look at his stat line real quick. So he had a 12.9, 11.2, and an 11. So that's cool. He would have probably started three games for us last year. But when you factor in the, you know, Jason Witten being there, and if I scroll down here and show you, uh, let's see, we're going to roll to Dallas. Jason Witten, 2019, 83 targets, 63 receptions, 529 yards for 8.4 yards per catch, and four touchdowns. So on four, on basically half the targets, Blake Jarwin gets three touchdowns, which is just one less than Jason Witten. And if you look at the number that I'm looking at, 8.4 yards per catch for Witten, 11.8 for Jarwin. And I mean, just think about this. You got Cooper and CD Lamb, like interchangeably, you know, in and out of the slot. And then you're going to have Michael Gallup doing boss things on the outside. You've got three receivers as a defense, you have to account for these three stud receivers. You have to account for Ezekiel Elliott. Blake Jarwin's going to get a lot of opportunity, a lot of one-on-ones. He can beat he can beat linebackers. Uh, if you're going to try that, he's going to run right around him. So uh, the tight end position, man, like we just locked it down. This is probably my favorite best ball draft that I've got going so far. Um, and then I just, I guess we'll just hop into a little recap here. Uh, we started off with Goddard round 11, Johnu Smith. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Jordan Howard, Jack Doyle, Matt Stafford, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Joe Burrow, Mike Jacecki, Tevin Coleman, Nicole Hardman, one of my favorite picks in best ball leagues, uh, Noah Fant, Ryan Tannehill, and Schlammy Watkins. So we're cruising around along here. We're in the uh, 12th round. I'm just going to take another sip here and catch my breath. But yeah, man, uh, like I said, this is my first time being the first overall pick. I'm enjoying it. We got, I guess I'll just recap what I'm looking at. I got five, I I think I have five stud receivers in Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, Emmanuel Sanders. You could argue with me that, hey, these guys are inconsistent. How how are you going to win with these guys? But in a best ball format, I only need four, like, Every week, you can start three receivers and one flex. So if 
I get three of these guys to hit double digits every week. That's great. I'll start three receivers and then maybe Blake Jarwin and Dallas Goddard both get double digits that week. It kind of covers itself. Um, but the point is like a best ball draft is you just want to build the most talented roster and we're not going to really care about things too much. We're just trying to get guys that we think have a lot of upside and guys that are going to, you know, pop off, you know, maybe every other game. We don't need these super consistent guys, you know, uh, I mean, a, a super consistent guy is going to be a guy like, I mean, Chris Godwin's technically going to lock us down and be consistent week to week. Um, so he's not his best ball. He, um, he probably is a lot different than McLaurin, Gallup, Marquise Brown, and Sanders uh, in that regard. So I guess he's going to lock us down. That's fine. You can you can aim for a couple of these really consistent guys, but you want to grab guys that, like, when they have their big slop games, like, they are the number one receiver that week. And I think we got a couple of these guys with McLaurin, Gallup, Brown, and Sanders. Um, so we're moving around here in the 12th round. Baker Mayfield, Curtis Samuel, TJ Hawkinson, Tony Pollard, Daryl Henderson, Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff. Uh, so quarterbacks have really been populating in the last, I guess, the double-digit rounds. We see a lot of quarterbacks go. And because we have Pat Mahomes, we're okay with waiting on a quarterback because we know Pat Mahomes is probably going to start 13, 14 games for us. And we are totally fine with that. I guess if I just look at tight end, that area of need is nothing really strong. Uh, wide receiver room. I like Preston Williams. I like Golden Tate. These are a couple guys that piqued my interest. Uh, running backs. We only got three of them, but Duke Johnson's still hanging around. Uh, so Duke Johnson's a guy. Boston Scott is a guy. Uh, like I said, I was watching the the Philadelphia Eagles game um, to watch how Boston Scott scored his three touchdowns. I mean, a guy like Zach Moss is a best ball running back. Um, so what we're going to, I mean, Duke Johnson, if you look at what he did last year, he had a pretty successful year. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to lock down my quarterback, my quarterback spot here and just snag Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and then we're probably not going to need to draft another guy. Hopefully Ben can stay healthy this year. But uh, for the running back room, I do like Boston Scott a lot, but I think he might be able to wait. He's probably going to go in the, four, in the 13th, 14th round. But the guy that I'm really looking forward to taking is down here with Zach Moss. Um, I don't want to miss out on Zach Moss because he's going to lead the Buffalo Bills in rushing touchdowns this year. I know Josh, I mean, technically Josh Allen will lead the Buffalo Bills in rushing touchdowns, but Moss will be the highest running back. Um, he's stepping into the Frank Gore, Gore role, and he's going to provide a lot more than Frank Gore did. Um, so Moss is a much better, I mean, at this point of his career, Frank Gore doesn't really ha offer much value for fantasy, but Zach Moss has the ability to make plays, make catches. He's a good blocker. He's going to be on the field a lot more than people expect. So as far as, I mean, even dynasty drafts, Zach Moss is one of my favorite values in round two. And I just think if you look at my projections real quick with the Buffalo Bills, I have Zach Moss just barely edging out Devin Singletary for more carries. I could increase that if I wanted to. Uh, I have him going for 875 yards and six touchdowns. I have him catching 21 receptions for 175 yards. Uh, that might be a number I even change. Um, I just, I really don't know how this Buffalo Bills backfield is going to shake down, but I just do know that the Bills are going to, they're, once they get Zach Moss on the field, they're going to realize that, hey, uh, we got a banger here and we're going to, we're going to use him as much as we can. And he's, 
like I said, he's a very good pass catcher, very good blocker. He was a three down back uh, at Utah State. And I mean, if we if we quick look at what he did at Utah State, his numbers are, ooh, his numbers are impressive. Um, so, so Zach Moss, college stats. So he was a three-year starter. Four, he did play four years. His sophomore year, he runs for 1,173 yards and 10 touchdowns. The following year, another 1,096 yards, 11 touchdowns. And in his senior year, he explodes for 1,416 yards on a 6.0 yards per carry and 15 touchdowns. And then in the passing game, this is where I get excited. He had 28 receptions, 388 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, this this could be what we're looking for with Zach Moss. I mean, this is just only in 13 games. So he could – I mean, the guy could run for almost 1,000 yards and add, you know, three to 400 yards receiving. Uh, that's – I know that, uh, Josh Allen doesn't exactly like to throw to running backs. He prefers to either run – or look for the deep ball or the, you know, the middle of the field stuff. So we'll see how many pass attempts Zach Moss gets thrown his way, but everything's going off for me with Zach Moss. I think he's one of my favorite targets uh, at this point in the drafts. And we're, I mean, I'm basically fishing to see if Boston Scott or AJ Dillon fall to me. But like I said, we have Christian McCaffrey as our RB one for the year. We don't need to worry about one of those spots. RB2, we did lock in Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, so that should be pretty much on lock the whole year. Like, we really don't even need to draft another running back at this point because Moss is probably going to pop into our lineup. If I think he's going to score about six touchdowns, he's probably going to pop into our lineups maybe six or seven times this year. So, um, like I said, like, we really don't need another running back. So, I, th I think at this point in the draft, we can really just have fun and start looking for guys that uh, – can just be tremendous values and tremendous uh, just best ball type players for us. So, so we're moving around here in the 14th round. I'll, I'll kind of recap here. Naheem Hines in the 14th to start. Kirk Cousins, Alan Lazard, Jalen Reger, Boston Scott. We did miss out on Boston Scott, so that's unfortunate. But then Antonio Brown, man, this is the guy that I've been seeing. He's been selected every draft that I've done so far. It's only been, I mean, this is my sixth draft, but Six out of six, Antonio Brown, somewhere in the, the late rounds. People think he's going to play this year. We'll see where he ends up. Um, then after that, D.D. Westbrook, Justin Jackson. I kind of wish I did get some more shares of him. Uh, let's just take a look here. As the 14th round approaches, we got some quarterbacks that we probably need to take advantage of. Uh, Phillip Rivers, Derek Carr, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke. These are guys are going to be starting all season, even Sam Darnold. Um, but we did have Ben Roethlisberger and Pat Mahomes, so maybe we were fine there. Uh, for running backs, best available, um, probably A.J. Dillon uh, would be the, probably the last running back that I'd want to snag. Uh, we did mention tight ends. I do like a couple of these guys, Ian Thomas, Chris Herndon, Eric Ebron, and Jay Sternberger uh, stick out to me. And then at receiver, anybody stick out. Randall Cobb could lead that team in receptions over in Houston. I really don't know if I want to snag any of these wide receivers right now. So I'm thinking we're going to go ahead here and complete our tight end room. Um, I think Jay Sternberger is going to be the guy. He could, you know, he's going to step into the Jimmy Graham role. He did catch a touchdown 
uh, to end the year last year. He didn't play much in the regular season, but uh, Sternberger's got a lot of upside as a seam stretcher, a pass catching tight end. And then so I guess we're taking two Packers here, man. Uh, we're going to take AJ Dillon here. Cause I, I think as good as Aaron Jones is, uh, this is a very good uh, running team with the Packers. They have a very good offensive line. And at this point last year, people were, were hesitant to take Aaron Jones in the third round because they thought he was injury prone and they weren't going to give him the ball enough times. So I, I'm still not sold that Aaron Jones can hold up for a full season. And I do think because the Packers took A.J. Dillon in the second round, after they take a quarterback that they're not going to use for three years, they take A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon's going to be used this year. He's going to be used in the red zone, and he's going to score touchdowns. So A.J. Dillon is, I think at the moment, A.J. Dillon, besides Michael Gallup being on all my teams, I think I have A.J. Dillon in five of my teams, and he costs a 15th-round pick. Uh, he's very similar to Zach Moss to me, where he's got the upside of five, six touchdowns, maybe even more. Because um, if anything happens to, uh, to Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon's looking like a potential volume hog. Uh, I know Jamal Williams is still there. Williams has value in the passing game. So we could see an A.J. Dillon-Jamal Williams split, but A.J. Dillon, he's just got the body and the build. I mean, let me just let, – let, let's just pull up here. Let's go to Twitter, and uh, we'll, we'll type in A.J. Dillon, and we're just going to look and see what the old Boston College running back's been up to. Uh, so A.J. Dillon is ripped as uh, – like, holy crap. This is your running back here. Doesn't even make sense. Look at this man's legs. He's got old Jolly Rogers in the background here. He's probably working out somewhere downtown. Uh, I'm from Green Bay. I know a lot of these areas. Uh, another thing cool too here is my friend Paul Bredel, who I went to high school with. Uh, he's been covering the Packers. So go ahead and give him a follow. Paul Bredel at Paul underscore Bredel. Uh, check out some of his work. He's been putting out a lot of stuff on the Packers. Um, so anyways, we're cruising around here in the 15th round. Uh, if you have any comments, please leave them below. If you would be interested in, in doing a best ball draft with me on drafters.com, uh, let me know. I, I could totally, I mean, we could sync up and I could be recording a podcast while I have some listeners on with me, or we could do um, some mock drafting. I don't really have a preference as to which one, but I'm looking to interact with some, some people on YouTube and maybe we even do some live streams. If you guys are into that, I could, I could do a couple of those this summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to get as many takes as I can out of there and, and basically just do as many drafts uh, as I can. And like I said, this is a dollar ten. This is what this best ball draft costs. Uh, but I'm gaining so much information and intel on where players are going. Um, like, where do I need to pull the trigger on quarterback? Uh, how long can I wait for tight ends? Uh, all this stuff is very crucial. So I love drafting. If you want to draft with me, leave me a comment. We can draft on whatever website you, you, you prefer. But, uh, I mean, these best, ball, these best balls are my favorite because you put money on them. They mean something. So uh, let's, let's recap here the 15th round. We got A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, interesting running back for Washington, Nikhil Harry, Rashad Perriman, Jalen Samuels, Rashad Penny, I don't know about that pick, but Chris Herndon, Drew Locke, Ian Thomas, Dawson Knox, Eric Ebron. So a lot of tight ends are flying off the board here. Uh, we have three more picks to make. I'm probably going to sign off in a little bit here. Um, but, yeah, I just want to kind of just keep plugging myself. Um, if 
we just go to the fantasyfellowship.com. Uh, I've, I've been revamping this website. If you scroll to the bottom, I have my promo code here for drafters.com. Uh, I got the, my RSS feed here for the website podcasts. So I just covered the NFC North. So you see all these podcasts here. Uh, say you click on a link, it's going to take you to my anchor webpage where you can click on, you can click play or you can click whatever uh, Spotify, iTunes, whatever link you need. Um, so that's there. I do have, um, you know, you can follow us on Twitter. I do have a, a Twitter feed here or follow us on Facebook too. Uh, I, I have it everywhere. So Fantasy Fellowship, we're coming 2020 this year. If you hover over the content tab on the website, you can actually hit the content tab and it'll take you into some of the links to click. But otherwise, if you just hover over it, we have our rankings tab. I have my target shares for 2020. And I have these new articles that I just posted that I'm really proud of. And uh, you should definitely check them out. But uh, 2019 Opportunity Report, this is going to tell you uh, the opportunity share and where a player finished last year. In theory, the more opportunities a player gets, the higher they finish in PPR. Um, so that's that's a really interesting article to look at. And then I do have like some, some typage and some notes of action here in bold. Um, and then besides that, I guess I have these individual team pages where you can click on a team and you'll see all the, the depth charts here. I have the starters for fantasy and bowl that we need to know of. And then uh, basically just a bunch of information on their off season. So uh, I put a lot of time and work into the fantasyfellowship.com. So go ahead and check it out. I'm very proud of it and uh, shout us out on Twitter. Follow us. We're trying to get over 300 right now. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just super excited, man. I'm in a really good space in life right now where I'm allowed to, uh, I mean, I have a full-time job, but I'm allowed to do fantasy football uh, when I want to outside of work. I still tweet during work even. It's kind of silly. Um, so I'm just very fortunate to have this position where I can start to talk and share things. And I'm, I'm trying to ramp up my video content. So if you're digging what I'm putting out, subscribe on YouTube. We're going to be doing this all summer long. Uh, I'm trying to put out a video every day. So that's the goal. Um, but yeah, man, just leave a comment. I, I'd like to start interacting with some uh, people that are watching and uh, getting some some information on who's watching, where you guys are from, and uh, maybe I'll start doing some live streams. Uh, that could be kind of fun, interactive. Um, but we're closing in here on our 16th round. We see Greg Olson starts it off, Paris Campbell, Hunter Renfro, Philip Rivers, Brandon Ayuk, Denzel Mims, Sam Darnold, Nick Foles. Um, so this draft is, is coming down to an end. I think I'm going to cut it off uh, at the 16th and 17th pick. I'll let you guys know who I'm going to probably snag as my 18th pick. Um, but, yeah, I just want to say, if you're still watching, thank you so much. Please like, comment, subscribe to the video. Check out the fellowship. I'm trying to grow this brand, and I would love – long-term, the goal is to, uh, to leave my full-time job and just be fantasy football all day, every day, and help you guys win some fantasy championships. And uh, hopefully make some make some friends along the way. So uh, thank you. Uh, but here we are. We're almost up to pick. Let's start kind of filtering around. Quarterback still available. We got Dwayne Haskins and Jared Sidham. These are the last of the main starters. I might look into snagging a quarterback here. That just might be nice to kind of just hedge our bets in case of injury. Randall Cobb's probably going to be the pick. 
Uh, like I said, I think I have Randall Cobb projected to lead the Houston Texans in receptions this year. Uh, so that seems kind of foolish. Uh, there's really no tight ends that – I mean, I like Will Disley's game quite a bit, but with Greg Olson there, it's kind of capped. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead here and snag Randall Cobb, and we might be done with receiver. I don't know yet. But let's just take a gander at the running backs real quick. Royce Freeman, Justice Hill, AP, Gio Bernard, the Nard Dog. Uh, Josh Kelly, interesting guy. He could score some touchdowns for that team. Uh, Damian Harris is a super interesting guy. Chris Thompson can catch some passes. Um, I think I'm just going to pull the trigger here on um, – I really don't need to, though. Uh, who's who's a receiver here that sticks out? Maybe James Washington. James Washington's got some best ball appeal. So I'm going to go ahead here and just take James Washington. You know, we see 21.1, 13.3. With Ben Roethlisberger, Juju, and Deontay Tom, uh, Johnson, he might have some room to get a couple, you know, spots in our lineups this year. So we're looking at uh, quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes, and Ben Roethlisberger, our running backs are Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. So we got the Broncos on lock. Um, Zach Moss and A.J. Dillon, a couple of rookies there that we think can get some touchdowns. I'm probably going to add one more running back to finish this draft. Uh, but our wide receiver room is complete. Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Randall Cobb and James Washington. I freaking love our receiver group. We did a good job there. And then uh, our tight end group is Blake Jarwin, Dallas Goddard, and Jace Sternberger. So uh, of all the best drafts I've done, I'm feeling really good about this one. If you, can, if you have the opportunity to choose the number one draft pick overall, please do. Uh, I really like having uh, two picks back to back, and then it's fine. Just wait. You, know, you can let everyone else make their picks, and then you just snag your two guys uh, every time. But uh, I'm probably going to finish up here. I just want to shout out a couple guys that I'm interested in with my last pick. Uh, and this is the overall last pick of the entire draft. So guys like Raquel Armstead and Chris Thompson stick out to me as potential uh, running backs if Len Leonard Fournette goes down. Uh, Josh Kelly has the potential to get some touchdowns. He's a lot different than Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. He's a bigger back, so he could score some touchdowns for them. And then Damian Harris, we just heard Sony Michelle is recovering from a knee surgery he had this offseason. So that could be a guy his second year. He's a former third-round pick. Something like that could be uh, an option for me. But I think that's going to do it for today. If you stuck around till the end, thumbs up, comment, subscribe. Thank you so much for chilling. Um, and uh, I don't know. That's going to do it. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple iTunes, or any other podcasting platform, uh, it would be great if you could leave us a, a four or five star rating and maybe a review. Uh, if we helped you out, that's the goal. So I look forward to uh, seeing you guys in another video and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.